Ladies and gentlemen, this is Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media and our podcast, Passion Driven. Uh, today we have an exciting episode and we're going to be featuring several different people. Um, one of them is Jason Buchanan. He owns a very unique store called The Jungle Zone. And it's not really just a store. It's, it's kind of a vision that he's been growing for quite some time. And in that vision that he started nearly 30 years ago uh, this year, um, it, it encompasses a lot of very unique things. Um, and we'll let Jason explain about all of that today in this podcast as he's my guest. <clears throat> and we're also going to have uh, Tim Tucker on the show and his son, Brandon Tucker. Uh, they own Medieval Concrete here in Las Vegas. Um, and they are amazing people. And I'm also going to have finally Jill Plaxton from uh, Just Jill's Art as part of our show. So I'm very excited about this whole thing. Um, and again, too, with Jason and uh, the Jungle Zone, what a cool concept of what he's brought together uh, and this longstanding vision of his that includes uh, trips to Bali to uh, bring very unique pieces of artwork uh, back to America and how he wishes to continue that vision. So we'll hear from him on that. And uh, again, good morning, everybody. Uh, Tuesday's upon us once again. This show is going to rock and we're going to have a lot of great feedback uh, and a lot of great uh, film footage, too. That'll be on our YouTube channel at uh, Excalibur Surfaces at YouTube, as well as Bad Mojo Media. Thank you. All right, everyone. Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media Studios today. So we've got some great characters in the studio. And uh, I think this is going to be an extremely enjoyable podcast. Um, we have the lovely Miss Jill behind the camera, of course, from Just Jill's Art. She's going to have her mug on this side, too, which will certainly make the decor look better. Uh, to the right of me, we have uh, Brandon Tucker. And to the right of him, we have Tim Tucker, the old man. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, a, we have just a great show today. We're going to have a couple other people on later, as I said. Uh, earlier in my intro. And so the the story behind these these cats here beside me, um, besides the fact they're family to us, uh, is also an amazing fact is that they own uh, medieval concrete here in Las Vegas. And they're extremely talented at what they do. Uh, we met a couple years ago and uh, they started buying supplies from me. And before long, we suddenly became friends on the same job site. So um, today I just wanted to introduce both of these guys. And I know that they're going to be a recurring part of our show um, part of the problem. I mean, uh, part of the show. <laughs> and we could just probably gab for hours, but we need to really get to the point of what we're all doing here today. And that's that's really pushing the platform of artisans further and further. So that being said, guys, um, let's hear your story. Let's hear about what you do and who you are and and uh, just, just dazzle us with brilliance, man. <laughs> well, it all started way back when my mom and dad were horny, and nine months later, I was here. So, and it's been that way ever since. It's been that way ever since. But I was the youngest person to ever uh, have a bungee jump because when I was born, I was still attached to the bill cord when the doctor dropped me. So. Now I understand. That clarifies a whole lot of shit in my mind. Might have hit my head. <laughs> well, hey, you think? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so you guys are into a lot of amazing stuff here in Las Vegas. Um, I know that you commercially do a lot of parking lots and clean and whatnot, pressure washing. But let's let's hear about the other side of the coin when you got medieval concrete really into more advanced flooring and some of the cool things that you guys do. Well, yeah, thanks to you on that. We, we've been doing a lot of uh, um, high-end uh, 
designer floors, epoxy floors, and, no. um, really good stuff. Um, I'll share some of my stuff here soon. Cool. I'll show some pictures, but cool. I'll put some links on this on the video version as well as at the end where they can find you on Facebook or YouTube or your, your webpage or, or whatever that way, anyone locally or, or even from abroad, he likes broads. I mean, uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. We'll delete that out later. <laughs> but, uh, and the cool, <laughs> right. The cool thing to me though, that I, and I've said this about a lot of other family members that I see in businesses is that father and son, there's something special to me in that. I don't know why, but, uh, Brandon, when he first started working with us, uh, was rather quiet. <laughs> the biggest of them bunch. It just took a while that I understand who you are now and get to yeah, know you. Yeah. And you're not quiet at all. <laughs> just the opposite, usually. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's awesome because he's kind of like you know, our comic relief and, and uh, bodyguard at the same time. <laughs> you know, we could dress them up nice. And you know. a lot of people uh, like us on the jobs because we usually insult each other. Oh, yeah. It's, back it's, and forth. It's wonderful banter. It's, it's comedy. So. <laughs> we don't go on the job sites just to make money. I mean, we're out there having fun. Our customers love us. We'll make them laugh the whole throughout the whole process. So Except for that great. one time in Lake Las Vegas where they thought we were really dumb because we're over here shocking each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do you we, have a cattle prodder or what? Yeah, we have T40 uh, outlets. And, uh, yeah, we're shocking. We're chasing each other around the job site just shocking each other. Yeah, I was uh, trying to figure it's out why. Shocking. Trying to figure out why the 240 or the plugs weren't working. I touched myself and it uh, zapped me and I was like, oh. <laughs> They're like, whoa! It works. Wait, 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 wait. Can we see that? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just running back. We're yeah. running back and forth in this garage, and the family we comes like, around the corner. We look like a bunch of Keystone cops. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. We should have a reality show. <laughs> you know those funny yeah. cops spoof reality shows. You know they're not. Really. <laughs> He's rich. Yeah. Pedro just at him, but these guys. Are <laughs> right. Who in the heck did we just hire? <laughs> what did we just do here? <laughs> so, and I see also too some of the other amazing things that you guys do. Um, I know that you've introduced me to a lot of professionals in this community, and that's awesome. From metal builders and designers, and I make gates and security yeah. uh, stuff to another guy that you were telling me about that makes um, beds and whatnot for the homeless yes. uh, and needy children. I mean, there's so many good causes in this city and others. Sleeping heavily in peace. They're, they're a nonprofit organization. They're out of prom. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I no, know that no kid goes without a bed. So. No, and that's the way it should be, really. So, how about him? Do you ever have one? <laughs> no, I had he a, slept under a rock. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a rock. It was a cellar. Oh, I see. Kept <laughs> it nice and dark and cold. I'm not a lie. Right. Right. <laughs> I was a, I was a sulfur dweller. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he just a little bit of a whiner. Oh, yeah, well, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but it is cool to see you two work together and grow together. As I've seen you get, you know, a nice place here in Vegas and, and more equipment, more tooling and uh, yeah. grinders and trailers. And, you know, it just it makes me very proud to see you guys do well. Yeah. We're, so, we're growing. We're, we're, we're Las Vegas natives. I was born and raised here. He was born and raised here. Just keeping it going and you know, trying to build up. You know, it's, it's gone. So. It's funny when you tell me stories about Vegas and, and I'm, I'm relatively new here. I've only been here less than four years. And uh, I remember you, when you were a kid, you were telling me when you were a kid, at least I, I didn't know you when you were a kid, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it warped my whole perception of reality. But uh, 
now you were saying that how you used to be out of town, so to speak, and then the city can just slowly consume you as it started yeah. to grow, and then suddenly you were no longer out of town. You were, yeah. <laughs> and I and I wondered what that might look like. I seen a map the other day that somebody put uh, on Facebook, a friend of mine, where it showed the growth, like in a, like a time lapse video from like eighty two or three or something, uh, all the way up to present time, and it was awesome to see that map just scroll all the way around the mountains yeah. and stuff as Las Vegas expanded in the last 25 or 30 years. So, and we're in a boom right now too. I mean, make no mistake right now. I believe most America was in a boom and we can certainly see that here. Just about every kind of industry is growing. I mean, food trucks everywhere, which is a good sign. If there's food trucks everywhere, there's hungry people working. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good barometer as to your local economy. <laughs> so <laughs> Brandon, he likes that a lot too. I bet. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Actually, that'd be something we should delve into. You know, I was thinking of that. When you were speaking of that, I was getting ideas already. Yeah, right. Right. And I kind of wanted to do this for a while. So. Well, that's awesome. You know, when I see we we have a, a festival here, it's called First Friday. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons Jill and I go, of course, to the art, and hopefully we'll have ourselves set up and maybe we can all do something special at that event. But I see one of the things that I appreciate a lot too is the food trucks. They have every kind of food truck and ice cream and yum yum and even cold pressed and healthy stuff, you know, and it's, uh, it's awesome to see. So we're excited about that. Um, no longer food. Nope. So I see our uh, shop mascot. We had him on last week's episode of Mufasa. He's over there being a goofball. I was doing some recording last night and I'll put this on the, on the other part of the podcast. I was by myself. I told you I was, I was being kind of goofy because it's fun when you have all these microphones <laughs> and nobody's here. <laughs> what can I record? Hmm. <laughs> Hey, this is Harry Carey. Anyway, but I kept hearing all this racket. It sounded like somebody was on the roof, which everything's amplified in your microphones, obviously. And I'm like, what in the ever living hell is all that noise? And all of a sudden, I just seen a flash go like, and then back again. And here it's my cat, and he's thrown this mouse up in the air about 12 feet, this little fake mouse. And he chased it all over hell and jumped up on everything. And I'm thinking, you know, I used to think when, when I left home, go home at night, that he was probably bored and lonely. I don't think so. I think he has a ball out here. <laughs> yeah, I think he has play parties, parties when no one is there. Yeah, right. You should <laughs> get a red suit for him for uh, Christmas and call him Santa Claus. Ah, Santa Claus. <laughs> That's actually pretty, pretty insightful. I like it. We should do. It. You see those ones where it hangs around his neck and it looks like they're walking. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have a little sword or something. <laughs> yeah, Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know what? I got a couple of people who are actually uh, uh, have approached me about making some custom guitars. One of them would be a featured Excalibur guitar. Nice. And uh, I have a friend of mine, Jason Buchanan, who will be on the show later today. Um, and I'll edit that in because I really want him to be a part of this. But uh, uh, he's also uh, making me a couple of jingles, too, with Excalibur, as well as another friend of mine that was on the show last weekend, Joe Carter. So real excited to see some of the things that are unfolding in front of us. Um, let's also talk about one more thing that's uh, on my mind, and that's um, your jujitsu. Um, and the reason I want to talk about this is, for one, I think it's an amazing skill set. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, watching all the Bruce Lee and all the fighters and stuff, you know, I'd often dreamed about it and sadly never pursued it and never did anything with it. But uh, I see that you guys do, and you also know some pretty cool people within that group. And it's, it seems to me like a pretty big family. Yeah. So give us a little background about where you train and, and what you do. We are... Uh... We're currently studying under uh, Mika, who uh, is a Gracie Himatai. Yep. Um, so Gracie. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah Gracie. Gracie Jim. We're Gracie affiliated. Those are the guys that are like 
eye yeah. on the charts of yeah, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. badass Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, that is pretty badass. I mean, if you look back over the years of the fighters and even MMA people have moved up, a lot of their the oh, best yeah. ones are the jiu-jitsu fighters. Yes. you got to be Brazilian. Now. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, all, all that. It's, it's kind of oh. – it's all, it's all tight ends. So. Well, so, it's MMA. So. Yeah. So give me some background. How far are you guys? Who do you train? Where? What do you do? Well, we're both purple belts. Um, so basically, we're like right in the middle. Okay. Um, one belt higher than him in judo. Oh. It's your most personal feelings. <laughs> you might be a higher belt bomb more than knowledgeable. Well, if I drop you on your head, you're not going to be that very knowledgeable anymore. <laughs> His belt might you be bigger. His belt's a queer. Your forehead's bright in the future. <laughs> your teeth are so yellow, you spit butter. Uh, <laughs> This is family hour. This is how they love one another. This is, <laughs> but uh, it's a really uh, good way to humble yourself out because I remember the first time I went to jujitsu was when I was like getting bullied in school, and I only wanted to go in there just so that way I could kick their ass. Right, right. But then after learning and after hearing the philosophies behind everything, I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, <laughs> bullying's no more. You don't even have to touch anyone anymore because you can just look at them, just laugh at them. Right. Yeah. Stupid right. <laughs> you know, you can protect yourself and, and that's key. And, yeah. and I think it probably instills other things in you like discipline and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Learning to push yourself further. And that's why I wished I would have done it more than just a knowledge to fight, but all the other, the good parts it, it, of it. It is an artwork too. That's it, what it I is. think. It is. It's, you know? it's, it's flowing. It's, uh, the moves are awesome. You can, unlike certain, um, martial arts mm-hmm. like Taekwondo, you got like 90 moves you can learn, whatever. Jiu-Jitsu is infinite. There's always something. So There's always something new. Right. Right. So you just don't have a set amount of moves. Yeah. It's it's a flow. It's a continuation. It's a you can be into your master belts and you'll still right. learn something. You guys shared something the other day. I think it was one of you guys about Gracie. I was watching. This young little guy. I don't know how old he could have been, but nine or ten. Yes. What a guy looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, I he showed two or three of his fights, you know what I mean, or his practices or whatever. It's like, whoa, the guy's got some stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I know what you're talking about. I don't know his name. I just saw it on Future Champion. Yeah. Though. Future yeah. Champion, for sure. Yeah. There's a really good interview with Chuck Norris. Uh, he's talking about his experience when he went to Brazil to film a movie. I forget which one. And he's talking about uh, how he met the Gracies and uh, his experience. Really? Yeah, it's a no real doubt. Yeah, it's funny too. The ending's uh, funny. Well, that goes back some a long ways here. Um, he met Helio Gracie, which was one of the founders of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Because put him in a, he was talking, we put him in a rear naked choke, if I remember right. And uh, next thing you know, he woke up, the Gracies were waking him up. He no, said he, he said he rolled with him as soon as he shook his hand. He did just remember waking up. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, that's just, oops. That, that is yeah, pretty that awesome. Pretty yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it, to me, it's exciting and it's cool to see some of the people uh, that are associated with, with Gracie who train, yeah. uh, not just in Las Vegas, but elsewhere, too. Um, so I know that one of the guys you were telling me about is uh, the guitar player, uh, Zoltan, right? Yeah, Zoltan. He, no. he trains here locally. And, no. Five-figure depth. Yeah. Really good. Really no. good Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. And, and so I think it, it, it can be anyone. Male, female, child, older person, middle age, whatever. 
And I think that, like you said, it's an art form to see it what is. they do. And the whole premise of this show, again, is, is clearly to touch upon artisans of all different genres. And, and I know that when you're not a little niche market with, with and, I, I'm, and I say this wholeheartedly because this is a thing that podcasters go through a lot. If you have a specific kind of show, this is just what it is. I read, a, I read a, a description the other day of a podcaster. It's just about dentistry and they're all this different dentistry. You know, like, that's awesome because it gives them, you know, others in their environment to reach out to, communicate with, grow upon, learn, listen. Same thing with trucking, right? You know, there's truckers that communicate, have their different shows about kind of trucks or shipping and or whatever. So it's all something. But my show touches upon artisans of all genres. So it's difficult to – you really got to want to – reach out and, and find the stories and, and pull that content and that value from people's inspiration and their motivation. And that's the whole point of passion drip is that we're going to talk about all kinds of artisans. Um, it started of course with our own artisan work. And then from here, I want to go to um, the ends of the damn earth and communicate <laughs> with every kind of artist I could possibly want. So I'm really glad to have you guys on. And this is not a one and done show with these guys. You're going to see their ugly mugs quite a bit. <laughs> we'll be yeah, right. Just don't stare into we'll his eyes. He'll turn you to stone. Do <laughs> the chopper. Yeah. Get him to the chopper. I put the cookie down. I, I bet not. You ate that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I ate all of I them. I terminated the cookie. <laughs> don't laugh too hard. I'll fall off my chair. <laughs> so, listen, everyone, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Bad Mojo Media. Thanks for watching. Really cool thing here too. Um, Jody Smith from Going Coastal Web, a very close personal friend of mine, and does most of my video capture when he's able to. Um, he just got back from Spain, so he was over there actually with uh, vertical artisans and Nathan Griffin, doing an amazing seminar on vertical carving for an entire week. Uh, right outside of Barcelona. And I just thought, how cool is that to see the network and span of artisans uh, that I know personally, much less all of the others that are out there that I haven't had the, the pleasure to meet. So um, within our group of professional artisans, it's amazing to see how far one can go and how much value that they can give to others with their education and training. Super excited. So here's a good one. As I'm sitting in my awesome, badass studio doing some really cool recording, suddenly I hear this. Doo -doo 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 I'm like, what in the ever living hell is that? And here a damn ice cream truck just drove by, super loud. And I'm like, what? A Sounds like I got some clown shit going on in the background. Just cracked me up. I don't care what kind of good studio you got. The surrounding noise is just ridiculous. But hey, it's Monday and it sure made me laugh. Uh, this will definitely be in tomorrow's show because it could crack me up. Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media. And we're back again. And as I had promised earlier, we got my buddy here, Jason Buchanan. Um, owns an amazing business called the jungle zone and uh, just, just a great place. And I'd like him to explain kind of what his vision has been over the years and what's led him to get to this point and what the future holds. And so that's the exciting part is now that I know who you are and I've watched some of the things you're trying to bring into the business, 
Um, I'm just super curious what, what matters to me, I think, is the story, not just the destination. It's all the things you've been through from then till now. So go ahead, man. Give us some background story. Give us some history here. We started in the mall in 91 and uh, basically got um, got out of there when looked like everybody went through the recession. It was, it was, it was fierce, but, but some uh, really good years in the mall. And uh, it started on, geez, it wasn't, they didn't even have a cart program. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a flower cart that an elderly couple, uh, a really nice elderly couple, had this flower cart in there. So, so no shit, you, you got your start. This is the way it went down. And what year was it? In 91. 91. So, now, Dave, over the over the years, right, we've, we've worked with a lot of people, you know, and you've you've got some, you know, some wonderful people, and then you, then you not not so. <laughs> in any in any side of business, big, big time life, not just so, business life. Yeah. Right? So, uh, at any rate, uh, my the the original partner I had at the time, um, Dave. He he and another guy actually had uh, taken this trip to Africa. I want to try actually not to get too sideways on this one, but it's just interesting to, to tell the story. Yeah, 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 and and I, I would want it, to, you know. Uh, well, the jungle zone. The, the whole damn thing, actually. Yeah, it, I, it's the reality was stranger than fiction. <laughs> Seriously, it was sometimes it, so, our stories how we get there. Yeah, right. I, um, I was working at a local music store here in town before before they had you know the corporate music stores and mom and pop. Yep, yep, and it was a. Um, the Mahoney's was the music store in town. I mean, they've been around for a long time, and it was a great place. I hardly ever got a paycheck, you know. <laughs> right, well, lived, like lived on a subway, you know, right. um, cigarettes every and couple, subway every couple of days, and and uh, and I just spent all my money on gear because you get it. You know, if, if I worked at a music store, that's what would happen to me. <laughs> I'd be I'd be credit poor because I'd be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know. Um, and, and, and as a kid too, that was a great, was a great opportunity. A kid too. Um, I was probably yeah, was sixteen. That's a good seventeen. It was cool. Okay. It's okay to do those things. Then. And, and thought, well, <clears throat> you know, I'm gonna work my way. I'm gonna work my way into bigger, better things through through music. So this one is, day I'll this be the fry chef, chef, <laughs> right? I'll run the fry department one day. <laughs> I mean, you know, moving no, up, you know? <laughs> right? You know? right? It, it was up for the movie, but <laughs> fill that, fill that ketchup. Yeah, right. Fill that mustard. So, right, the relish is out. So, the the, the, point, the point is this: is that I, I um, we we were playing the Gary and I. And we had a band and and. Um, Music store it was a great hookup, but uh, Gary had a family and they moved to Texas, and and so you broke up the band, man. He didn't break it. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> just seemed like it at the well, time, I suppose. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, just you know, that's what that's the way it goes. So, um, and we're still buddies to this day, really close. And it's cool. Uh, but the thing is, so now what, right? Uh, well. <clears throat> I had a uh, I had a bike, an '86 um, Softail. Nice bike. It was a terrific bike, actually. Uh, I think I've seen pictures of it. 
Yeah, right? Sweet white. So between that and the music here, uh, I could coast for a little while. Right. Figure out what was going on. What um, was coming next. Right. Yeah. I'm going to sell off a little a bit. a flower cart. Right. Sell off a little bit of time. And yeah, and I came into the mall and I saw That's crazy. David on, on down there on this uh, little cart. Um, and um, I swear to God, he was wearing an African Shamala. So, uh, I mean, actually, you know, despite the way things it, it went down, the, the, I'm just going to try to get the cliff notes on this one. <laughs> he was, uh, really bright and right, innovative, right. you know, right. on this one. But I just thought it was the strangest thing. The African Shamala was just, you know, how can I describe it? You know, the office, yeah. right? You know, um, Office space, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, dark hair yeah, guy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His name is Complexion, right? right you know, right. Um, and, and it just looked odd. And he had the little, you know, coming to America, you know, <laughs> the, the, the little hat, the pill, the pill, right, pillbox right. hat. Right? Yep, yep. And then, I don't know, it, it, was, it was a, um, and then I knew him from school. It's a small, sure. small town of two and a half million people. So, um, I had to go down there and see what the heck was going on. Right. He had right. little earrings and, and, and said, all it's African, been... all African. And, and it, was, it was called, it was called, it was called African Safari. African Safari. You know, that's I, interesting. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. At any rate, seriously. And, and so the, the point is, is that regardless of that, that in itself, right. Story gets even crazier because when I go down to chat with them, I would later realize that, uh, it's a fucking opportunity. I, right. I, don't, I don't really mind if, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yep, you know? yep. Well, and he talks to this guy that, that he knew into spending this money to go to Africa to deliver. They had a, a television they were going to deliver to somebody that, that was a friend of his. He knew and her family lived in Africa. And so she said, you can stay with my, my family out there. And like, yeah, this cool trip. let's go to Africa, man. And, and you know, this, right? So he and and, and his his friend they 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 went to Africa. It's been a bunch. Dave's got that thing. He could. Well, the, the point is, I mean, so nice to Eskimos, you know. But, right, right. See, uh, so Texas is his buddy was an insurance agent too, uh, into doing this, right? And, then, and I I know no doubt they had a great time. I'm sure of it. When they came. Yeah, but uh, d- during this, this trip, somehow the, the idea was let's bring a bunch of this stuff back, right? Right. And sell it, you know, this kind of yeah. thing. And a ball okay. at Christmas time, hey man, I mean, the, yeah, that, right. That's not exactly the, the you know the genius stroke on this one, but I mean, okay, so but 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 the product though, and the guy selling the product, that probably mattered was, a lot. Was, right? was really, I mean, <laughs> hmm. yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and anyway, um, they lost their ass on that. <laughs> so seriously, they, they, his his body was broke. Yeah, you know, yeah. he blew all the money. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't. He happen. was trying to, to sell these little, uh, little earrings and African stuff. Safari didn't go too far. Yeah, and I told so you, I was I was coasting for a while, right? right you know, right, so right, so right. and my buddy Wade and I had been down to Venice Beach. Cool place to hang. Yeah, I spent plenty of times there too. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a good time. 
Some of them might come share. He, he was, he was so they were crazy. So, yeah, that was a good time. It was a lot of fun. We rode down there on the bikes, and it was so sunburned. That'd be even more fun. So sunburned. I bet. You know, right off, right after state line, we we, we, just, we just cut up. It was the sun over the water on the ocean is always more intense. Yeah, well, you know. Well, my buddy Wade, you know, it's Mike too. Of one of my best buds, you know, um, all through high school, thick and thin. Yeah, it, the sun, sun over your your ass because he's the cut up that gets naked after, <laughs> uh, after the state line. And so I, I can't be, you know, I can't not, you know, be hanging, right, hanging right, with the, you know, cool kids. So. <laughs> Oh, I just thought that was the funniest shit. So we're we're cruising. You don't have to wear the helmet, of course, over state line. Right, right. I'm sorry, this is going on a tangent, but I mean, this is the, hey, that's I, what I, happens, man. Right? This, this, this is just part of the story. All part of the story. Yeah. So we're we're just sunburned lobster. My hair's rat's nest because you know the you know, shit. I remember I didn't you know. Right, right. I thought that was so cool. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's and, a long way to write. If you yeah. don't have your hair in something, it's yeah. You know, it was yeah. totally yeah. It was. It was no, Rost- you've got it was with I re Rastafari out yeah, yeah, right, when right, we right. got there. It was oh, I re- oh my gosh. And uh anyways, we had a great time despite that when we were there. And um I saw all these cats selling just I mean, you know what I mean, they're hawking all the wares yep. on, on the yep. on the towels. Especially on Venice. And you've seen it before. And that's all so it is in Venice Beach is right? just a, yeah. you know, a smorgasbord of, of cool things that they sell up and down. Uh you know, I love Venice Beach for that environment. I love the metal work and the cool things there. But anyway, come on. No, no, you're right. And, and the Harry Carey guy that roller skates right. around with his guitar, oh. and, uh, right? Oh, you mean uh, so there's is this Harry Carey? This guy's not Harry no, Carey. That's no, the no, hey like, guys, yeah. hot dogs are great. Hi, this is Harry. No, it's not him. It's uh, he, he sings Rastafari music. He usually wears very turban. little, and he's got a big freaking tons of hair and roller skates and guitar, right? I swear to God. He's like a Rastafari guy. Though. He's been down there forever. No, he's he, like a freaking old man now. He's been he's, there forever. And he, he's a genius. He's a genius. He speaks for place. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, I've met him. I know exactly. He's got a, great pl- he's got a place, yeah. you know. That, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's part of the of the mindset it's of Venice really, Beach at this exactly. point. Exactly. No, so anyway, sorry, I don't want to like to Venice too Beach, much. Finding your you for it, man. I'm just saying. I'm just, no. <laughs> me in on the, we've got 30 seconds. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. We we'll got, right back in two we, hours. got, we got the time. That's what the show is all about, right? All right. So we're finding out how our artistic stories took our vision to we'll reality. Bet. So give us the all give us the skinny here, man. So all this, <laughs> you know, skinny fats. So all all of this stuff on, on the, that they're they're hawking, they're selling. I got you know, um, I've been in sales and stuff. Long enough to. Uh, this was actually kind of. I, I was thinking about this. Um, I asked them where they get their, you know, the insets, and where do you get the sunglasses? Where are you get your t-shirts? And where are you getting this? I just asked some of these guys. Hawkinson. They go to the trade show there. Mm. It's the LA Gift. So the LA Gift right, trade right. show, international LA Gift. Uh, That's bad. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it, the, the thing, of course, we've got you know. Vegas has got these, you know, the magic show, and oh, it has yeah. nothing to do with magic. I, 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 something apparel, but right. I don't know what the, the, right. it's it. But anyway, so, huh? Well, that's exactly what that's exactly what I would do 
is um, Wade and I would go to the my buddy. We, we went to that show. Right, so you go back to the show. Yeah, we went to that that show. It just so happened it was coming up actually uh, that, that that week. It was, right, it right. was coincidence. The trade shows are amazing. Find find that kind of This stuff. one was really interesting because of its the international action. Right, right. And, uh, and in that way, what I mean is like I mean you'll. Anybody to be played. I had to at one point we in the in the uh, collection in the store. I, maybe this is uh, I just stepped into this one, but these beautiful adorned human skulls huh. from Nepal. Really, probably all finished. And they're beautiful. Yeah, and, and I, I, I you know I, I they're they're like a religious. Sure. Sure. But very, just unique pieces but, of art. But I assure you, it wasn't like they were. I mean, I, I know it was. <laughs> I, it was like a head. I right. I know exactly what one of them came from David Bowie's collection. Oh well, that doesn't surprise me. That's actually pretty cool. Really? Well, actually, that's what I was told. I, mean, I suppose you know, Jay could be. Never know. You know, you know get, so, talk to Jay. You know, get right over. No, no. I, this was this was legit. My point is, the international shows got that. I mean, it's it's, right. in, it's yeah. incredible, incredible that way. So this is what um, happened. I sold my bike. Yeah, and got back to Vegas. Smart investment at that moment. Sold the bike. Move your goods. Move your toys. And yeah, Capital. sold the bike. Yeah. And like I said to David at the time, you know, I knew him from high school, and, and uh, we worked this this out where I said, I'll I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll try him in on this one, right? You know, I don't know about your buddy here, but that's all you. Right, right. Maybe uh, maybe we can work something out where we, you know what I mean? Um, and, and and get him paid off too, because nobody wants to come on. You know, yeah. the guy was actually really cool. It was, it was more his friend, but just the same. Uh, we When we did, we eventually got him, got, you know. Bought him out. Um, got him, got, got him paid back. Right, and, right, right. Was um, able to take in your own vision yeah. in that direction. And, uh, and, uh, and so the merch, the merchandise that I put on there was t-shirts and sunglasses, right? right? And, and incense. And incense, of course. And there's only one incense yeah. that, that, that's the nog chop, but it's the stuff in the blue box. You know, and then, of course, there's all the, you know, whatever. But anyway, the point is, it took off. You know, and um, oh, and at that point, we we called it the jungle, the jungle zone. So right from the word because, go, when you started well, your iteration of this, it was the jungle zone. It, no, it was it was called African Safari. Oh, initially, okay, that's what right, right, he, right, what he right. and his yeah, and uh, well, and for good reason too. I mean, they, they came straight out of I think it was Burkina Faso, yeah, Burkina Faso, and um, that's in Africa, obviously. Yeah, it's a province there. Right, like, right. I, mean, I don't really know the, the geology. That's weird because usually I understand geology. Strangely enough, I, I know less about um, the geography. <laughs> you know what I mean? The states I got a pretty good grasp. Just the states that I do. Anyway, right. trader heresy. So, but but the point is, is that yeah. So the jungle zone, because of the international trade show, was more analogous. It mm-hmm. let, lets you just, you know, you can include any yeah, right, right, anything. Right. So you right? can actually bring in some unique pieces that exactly are normal right. in your other competitors' locations and yep. one of a kind. The, the, the glass blowers that you were talking yep, about, right? Yep. You know what I mean? We I see in. these glass blowers and they're they're freaking talented. I definitely gonna have one of them on our show at some point, maybe work with a group of them. But anyway, tell you what though, real quick, let's just oh, take yeah. a quick break and we'll be right back. Come on back, okay? <laughs> awesome. 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 
One of the best systems out there for floor preparation is Maverick Surface Preparation. Um, their grinders and diamonds and tooling are top-notch. In order to get a beautiful floor, you need the right equipment. And this is top-notch. This is a brand that I use, that I sell, that I respect. So give us a call. Let's see how we can hook you up with the right machinery for your right job. Just a quick funny interjection. I love having my studio uh, here at my location um, at Excalibur. And I, I'm chuckling because I've, I've got my shop mascot, um, Mufasa, my little kitty. And uh, every once in a while, I'll be doing a segment here and he'll just make some random noise. And I'll be like, what the hell was that? And then, of course, he'll come tearing through real fast. And that's yeah, funny. Um, I love animals. They're great. I wish he'd be more part of the show. <laughs> Also, an update to add, on November 20th through 22nd, we're going to be having a seminar featuring metallic epoxy floors, counters, and floor prep uh, in the Chicagoland area uh, with Walt Tools. And we're going to be doing this in conjunction with Josh Jones uh, at PrepMaster at his facility. I'll give you the address here at the end of the show. And I encourage uh, you guys to, to give a call uh, to Walt Tools and uh, see if you can uh, still catch a spot, if there's any available. I believe there's going to be about 50 people there. And we're going to go through the, the steps from A to Z on quality floor prep, as well as installation from chip floors to very high-end metallic applications that are very unique. So we hope that you'll come or give us uh, a call and see if there's still spots available. All right, everyone. And we're back again. So we took a little break. Jason uh, will be back again. We're going to complete our story on part two and see where he intends to take the Jungle Zone 2. Um, and I know that he's going to be doing a lot of uh, imports. Uh, where he's going to make some trips to Bali back and forth. I may even take a trip with him to Bali. Who knows? In the meantime, we have finally uh, Jill Plaxton coming behind uh, this side of the camera. And so she can actually talk with us and show us some of her amazingly skilled artwork. Everyone, Jill Plaxton, uh, again, beautiful person and a tremendously good artist. Super glad to have you here. What up? Say hello. <laughs> hello. There she is. So I've been, this has been a long time coming for me. Um, I wanted her on this side of the camera with me from the word go, uh, but we don't have people floating around the film this half the time. <laughs> But I think that'll change. So in the meantime, I'm glad you're here. And uh, I, I just wanted to have a nice little conversation with some of the cool things that you're creating right now and where you intend to take all of this. So right now, I know we have some things we're going to look at, too. But first, I think I just want to hear a little bit about what you're bringing to all of us to see. My creations are under my store name, which is just Jill's Art. And... It's just that. It is all my creations. It's nothing specific, not one particular kind of art. And I know we talked about this before, but right now I am focusing on some new stuff, some new ideas and products that I'm using for art pouring. And with your help, learning with the uh, resin and the epoxy which really gives it a great pop. It does, so, definitely. 
I think it's beautiful over yeah. top of these acrylic pours. Oh, and I love it. The metallic pours. Yeah. Um, so it, it's really a lot of experimenting right now. I've got a, quite a few great pieces. I have a nice few, little studio you got set up. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not so good pieces. So. But it's those practice pieces that make you better. I've already watched you pour over a couple of them, right. and now they're probably our favorite ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got a nice little yeah. setup in the garage right now, and it looks like a little tiny studio. It does. You've got the lighting and backdrops and all your goodies. Um, one of the things that interests me is that I like to see is that you're using different things that they're kind of my enemy in epoxy in a way, but yet learning to capture some of that and still use it in some capacity, like you use silicones. And and a lot of that rejects with epoxy, but it's understanding how to put it together and use it still. Uh, and my medium is I, what I'm trying to achieve, honestly, is how to use some of that rejection to create the cool art pieces. That's exciting to me. Um, and what I like to see with you is all your metallics and uh, different uh, silicones and pores and different ways that you're pulling and moving those pieces to create end results that are Thank awesome. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I look forward to going home and seeing what you've done. <laughs> it's fine. It is. <laughs> and the other thing I'm experimenting with, because the silicone, because epoxy rejects silicone, mm -hmm. or vice versa, they don't blend together um, and they reject each other, is that because some of the pores have a lot of silicone in them. So I've come to realize that the, there's obviously some clear coats of varnish as an example, that can be coated clear over top of the final piece before the epoxy is poured. See, this is new to me, and this catches my attention because I agree. Most of the time, my solution has been to pour more than once to overcome the rejection on the surface after we sand and, mm -hmm. and clean, whether with alcohol or, or xylene or whatever. And then, you know, I still have to pour more than once because it still will have pockets where it will reject and fish eye. Oh, yeah. But if you can varnish it and I can sand and pour on it, then it's very thin and it, it's a barrier to help pour Correct. successfully with your. Because without it, I was noticing that I had to pour more epoxy, multiple layers in order to get rid of divots. Oh, I've wasted so much yes. epoxy. I've wasted <laughs> so, hundreds of gallons of epoxy. I'm still experimenting. So I'm sure there's other <laughs> clear coats. You're coming faster, further and faster than I did on trying to understand that your grass blood paints and acrylics and all that. And you already had all that. No, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so from here, as I'm seeing some of the pieces that you're making, um, I know that you're going to finish them off. You're going to have them for sale. Uh, some of you already do. So yeah. let's hear a little bit about that. And then I'd like to ask a few things about the film end of what you're doing. And then let's show some, pe show some pieces that you've done. So would so, you like me to show? Right. I will, but not yet. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> how many questions did you just ask me at one time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so right now, so as an example, you're going to be finishing some of these pieces. Where do you have them available to the public to consume? Gotcha. Um, I have them available. I'm working on my Etsy site as we speak. It's it's very minor in the making compared to other sites. I have on Facebook the Just Jill's Art. I have on Instagram, Just Jill's Art. I have a website, which is in the making as well. YouTube will be up in the near future. So I'm really trying to pull into all of the platforms. All the platforms and all of them at this moment 
including YouTube as well. And we already got the uh, URL for Just Jill, Just Jill's Art. So yes. the, the website will be as well, Just Jill's Art. Uh, and same with YouTube. We've already got that began. It just isn't launched yet. But um, And you've been taking a lot of videos, I know, right? <laughs> video yeah. capture is key. I mean, again, that's uh, it's easier to be on the other side of the camera, I feel, <laughs> than it is in front of it, especially if you're taking video of yourself. So I have a lot less to use at this point, but I'll. You're also following the trend I see with other artisans, and that's where you're not really always showing yourself in the full capture, but your hands. And your work environment as you're pouring is what I've noticed you do a lot of lately. And I see other artisans doing the same thing. So whether intentional or just circumstantial and convenient, I've I've watched you some cool stuff with the video. Um, And I think that, you know, being on the side of the camera uh, and the other side of the camera, you know, for me, right, is is, it's key to understand how important the video capture is, the quality of the video capture, the length of it, how you can share it and how that helps your image and your brand grow. So it's another valuable thing and valuable content to share with the public is how you brand yourself and, and ultimately getting it there. So very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to more of that. And Jill will be a normal staple on our show. She may not agree with me yet on that, but she <laughs> will be. Um, I just think it's awesome to have your perspective as an artisan uh, on the show. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about different kinds of artists and, and their stories of how they're getting there and what they're doing uh, to inspire all of us. Let's see a couple of your pieces, shall we? Shall we? So this particular piece I'm showing is a custom made. It's going to be shipped out here soon. That one's beautiful. This particular piece is, the fact that it's custom made is just that it's a color scheme that the client wanted and I put together and it came out beautiful. I love, I love it as I look and I see the cellular movement up close is so much more intense. We'll get some better pictures when we, when we wrap the segment up, but I love this. And this is on like MDF or a, a piece of wood. I'm not sure, but it's a yes. solid heavy piece. It's also 3d with all the edge work uh, around the outsides. It's just absolutely gorgeous. The yeah. color scheme is, is really cool too. The thing I've come to find out about woods that I'm working with, it's nice because they're sturdy. But then again, on in some of them, they tend to bow once they get wet. But the thing so, that I've noticed about the bowing, as you were just mentioning, is is mostly when they're glued together pieces. Yes. On a solid piece as MDF or even a solid piece of wood, it can work, but I don't really see it as much as the pieces that we buy that are like round pieces and tables and smaller plaques to bigger ones. If they have a glue point, it does tend to warp more when you start putting all the stuff yeah. on it. So, so a lot of trial and error. Well, this one warped pretty bad initially. This one here that I'm about ready to pick up. Yeah. This is one of my personal favorites. Um, and this is, again, you poured all acrylic, right, to begin with. And yes. And I know you have metallics and other things in here. I see glitter through here in certain areas. Uh, and this was a pour. Right. Correct. And then from there, you worked it and sanded it and, and clear coated it multiple times with gloss epoxy. It's absolutely stunning. Um, I'm tasked to make some legs for these nice tables. She's <laughs> and that's good for me because it pushes my skill set and allows me to start doing some of the metal work that I'd like to do. And I don't envision these being wood. I envision them being classier with 
darker metals or something unique and sturdy. Um, and, and that'll get me going. We'll finish these off nicely. That's going to be a beautiful table. Yeah. yeah. I like I'm it. looking forward to it. I want it. Some of, the, yeah, <laughs> some of these, it's just hard to let them Hard to part with? Yeah, yeah I know. I know and I've got a, a few pieces still hanging around that have more value to me as sentimental learning experiences over the years than, than it would if somebody offered me money for it. Exactly. So oh, I've got one more piece up here. I'll just tilt it. Oh, yeah. One of the things that I see Joe make so much of, too, is with the dog prints and the and animal captures and animal creations. And this is so cool. This also is more than just what it seems because it has real uh, – what, what is this? It's like a metal silver? It's silver leafing. So it's, it's a silver leafing that you put in there, not just a metallic or a color. The silver leaf flakes. Yeah. So they're all silver leaf pressed chunks and flakes. And then buried, and and this one did work. I mean, unfortunately, that one did work. I got so it to straighten out. It straightened a lot. So. It'll be a perfect wall piece, but uh, because of its warping, yeah. it, you know. But this is part of the learning curve she was talking about in order to know how to to, to finish these pieces so they don't warp. Um, just keep in mind too, as we unfold the show and wrap things up, any questions that you have, or, or if there's any artisans that we feature that you would be wondering uh, or had some input or feedback even positive or, or, you know, whatnot, um, share your thoughts and experiences with the show. We have a email that would directly, uh, as well as on the anchor podcast, you can actually click and send a message through messenger or direct to my uh, podcast platform. So I think that's something I'm going to start preaching a lot more about is for people to communicate with the show, uh, and give us some positive and constructive feedback yeah. and see how also uh, we can be better at what we do. So, and as artists, if you've been doing art for a long time or deep into it, you should be well used to constructive criticism. <laughs> and if you're not, you really have to get used to it. Yeah, you're in the wrong industry. Yes, maybe. exactly. <laughs> so. Starving artists is sometimes yeah. a truthful story. But right now we're on the cusp of some great things. I, and I'm excited to see what you're doing uh, for yourself and your dream and your vision. Just Jill's art has been something that you've talked about so long. Uh, I fully expect a time in the future, maybe a year from now, uh, that you'll have your own studio, studio for pieces that you have commissioned and you have completed and you have a, a little gallery of uh, oh, yeah. items that you constantly have there for sale. And just chills. Yeah. yeah, I'm really proud of that. I'm so. looking forward to furniture that I'm working on and, oh, you do excellent and the videos, <laughs> as far as the videos yeah. go for YouTube, I'm looking forward to once I get that up and rolling doing a lot of lessons and teachings. I, I have a, a history of faux finishing, just galore. And I learned on site, I learned from other people and I expanded just by seeking out the knowledge myself. And people I just like think that. it's neat it's to powerful. teach people these little, even little tricks. <laughs> little tips and, and, yeah. and tricks and, and pro tips yeah. that they'll carry with them. And this is something I share on my sister company's page, Excalibur Surfaces and Excalibur Artisans. And people admire and respect when you can share knowledge with them. Mm -hmm. If they're receptive, if they're the kind of people that wish to be motivated, inspired, when they see others share their value of the years they spent learning something, that's powerful. It shouldn't always have a dollar amount behind it. It's not wrong to monetize a business, but it's absolutely not wrong to share valuable content and help people along. Absolutely. And and then you're very good at that. You're very warm about that. So thank you. You're welcome. So until next time, thank you everyone for watching an amazing show. Thanks for being 
part of this. And I know you'll be part of it again on many more episodes coming in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> be looking for next week. Now, next week, we have an amazing artisan on our show. Um, and his name is Tiki J1. And he is, oh, yeah. yeah, Tiki is amazing. He is a, a, a grand uh, artist, if you will, in a different way with his graffiti. But he's taking it to a very advanced level which a lot of graffiti artists are. It's not just him. I mean, there's a lot of them that are doing, he's becoming, in other words, it's becoming a popular medium, but uh, he is, is, is the best that I've seen. Um, he's native to Las Vegas here. He's, he's an amazing artisan. Um, and, and he teaches here in one of the colleges, which I'm really proud to hear. So he has a very stable future and a very growth oriented future and a very busy, bustling, glammy city yeah. like Las Vegas is. So he's in a perfect place. So next Tuesday, be looking for that one. And we'll have some more guests on our show. Uh, and again, thank you everyone for watching and I hope that you are, uh, inspired and I hope that you, uh, feel the same passion inside to become passion driven. Thank you everyone. All right. So until next week. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Also easy Kim, another good company from Georgia. Uh, family ran. They are in the uh, flooring industry in terms of cleaning products and epoxy and other coating uh, materials. So uh, be looking for me to be sharing more information about this up and coming company. So a great friend of mine, he's been on the show too, Christopher Lavin. Um, wanted to just give a shout out to his brand of uh, cold pressed juices, all totally organic uh, juice to you uh, in Southern Florida. And you're going to see these slowly become normal uh, throughout America. And I know he's going to bring this uh, to a lot of different locations one step at a time. Super excited about that because uh, it's just a phenomenal product and, and so good for you. Uh, gotta just love it. Oh, thank you.